here's your host of Shaping Success, Wes Tankersley. What is up, everyone? Welcome to Shaping Success. I'm your host, Wes Tankersley. Today, we have a great guest for you. He is a personal trainer, a podcaster, a husband, father of two. He is someone that I went to high school with, and I just started talking to him for the first time in about 22 years. So, uh, Michael, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks, man. It's good to be here. It's good yeah, to see you. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I was thinking about like when the last time we saw each other was, and it was probably high school, right? I'm pretty sure it was because I'm boycott high school reunions, and uh, so I haven't gone to the ten or the twenty. So I just went to the ten, the twenty, but yeah, yeah. I think there was a whole like twenty people at the twenty, so I think we were. I think think, small. I don't think we missed out very much. (laughs) (laughs) Be six at the thirty. Yeah. Oh man. (laughs) Hey, I've been watching you, even though we haven't talked, you know, with social media, it's great because we always get to kind of see what you're doing and I've been kind of following you the whole time. With you too, man. Yeah. Uh, Watching you uh, grill that meat like a master (laughs) griller out there and take some lessons from you. Oh man, I don't know. You're in in Texas, so uh, you probably got some pretty good barbecue down there, I'm assuming, because I was down there about five years ago at a baseball clinic and that's the only places I wanted to go. (laughs) Yeah. There's some real good barbecue around here, man. Brisket, ribs, yep. sausage, stuff to beat. Yeah. Yep. It's it's one of those great places to visit. So, mm-hmm. hey, you know, I've been kind of, I've just, I know I've been watching you over this whole time and I've always struggled with my weight and struggled with fitness and struggled with those things after high school. And it's just been, it's kind of refreshing to hear kind of your take on that stuff. And that's kind of why I wanted to have you on here. Can you talk a little bit about what you do? Just kind of tell us what's going on with you. Yeah. I mean, so technically, you know, I would say I'm a a personal trainer, nutritional coach, and I've been doing that for, it'll be 13 years in October. Um, So longest job I've ever had, Uh, you know, and and what that entails is a variety of things, but typically, you know, it's, it's looking at where are gaps in people's nutrition or self-care and how do we kind of help plug those gaps and build habits in a way that are sustainable and long-term uh, that kind of thing, so that people can be healthy um, just for the rest of their lives. Yeah, I, I kind of, I tend to say I, I help people connect dots and then interpret the pictures, you know, um, kind of looking at what are what are our struggles, what are sort of our places that we, um, you know, really have a difficult time with taking care of ourselves, what are the reasons behind that, how can we sort of connect these struggles, common themes, that kind of stuff, and then where are we headed from there. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. Yeah. And I really like, I I started listening to, I've listened to a couple of your podcast episodes, but I was headed on up to uh, McCall the other day for an appointment. And I just like, I probably caught, I think eight episodes on the way up there. It was just like one after another. And it was just really exciting to listen to it because I know how you like listening to you and seeing you on social media over the years and talking about, you know, training and things like that. I kind of have an idea of the way that you look at things. And it's funny because Mm -hmm. I've been through all those different types of diets, you know, keto, uh, working out like until, you know, just depleting all those calories, everything, calories in, calories out, all these different things, trying to lose weight over my lifetime, because I was really active in high school. I played a lot of sports and then it's over and you don't know what to do after that. I mean, it's, it's Mm -hmm. one of those things. So I really like the take that you have on it, which is like, there's no take, right? There's, it's not the same for every single person. Can you talk a little bit about that and how you, how you tackle a client? Yeah. Well, I think it's, 
I mean, I think my approach is it's a little bit more difficult than um, a lot of approaches, but I think it's it's the only way that we're going to have like sustainable long-term success, right? So like, you know, your typical approaches to getting healthier, they look at, they take an individual and try to plug them into like this generic approach, right? <laughs> like, yep. Okay, everybody needs to do keto. Everybody, you know, can't eat after 7 p.m. Everybody needs to intermittent fasting, you know, whatever it is. And we're taking very specific people, unique people with different experiences with their own bodies and weights, different experiences with food, um, you know, I mean, different experiences as far as like how they were raised and how people or how their families and people around them talked about food and exercise and their bodies, uh, different goals, you know, I mean, just a bunch of different things that really help shape or help determine what a, a healthy way forward is. And so my, my approach is kind of the opposite of that. We're not taking individual people and trying to plug them into like a generic approach. It's looking at the individual person and building approach specific to them, right? As far as, I mean, tastes and preferences and goals and time and all this kind of stuff. And I really think this is, I feel like it's critical if we're going to look at long-term success and being sustainable, because I mean, honestly, really, like I've, I've never met anybody. It's like, yeah, I'd like to get healthier and then be unhealthy again in six months, right? right. But like, that's the approach a lot of us take because it's extreme, it's restrictive, it's very interruptive, it kind of takes over our whole life. And then at some point, you know, we get tired of white knuckling it and a bad day happens or we're just exhausted and it just all kind of comes crumbling down. And then maybe a year later, we're like, okay, I'm going to do this again. And it's just this perpetual cycle. And I think the reason that a lot of us or most of us have at least found ourselves in those positions, if not continually find ourselves in those positions, is because we're, we're, we're going about it backwards. You know, we're taking, we're ignoring all the things that are unique to us, our personal struggles and false beliefs about ourselves and histories and setting all that aside and just trying to take this very general approach of just checking these boxes. You know, did I... Did I eat these things or not eat these things or not eat here or eat here or whatever? And, and I really think that if we're going to do this long term, if we're going to look at really, you know, being healthy in deep ways, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all that stuff, then we've got to design approach around us and, and all of the things that make, you know, us unique and all the things that are, are unique to us and, and where we're wanting to go. Yeah. And it's interesting listening to you talk about that because I know, and you kind of hinted at this, but it probably makes your job a little bit more difficult than your typical trainer because I've had trainers before myself and you sit there mm -hmm. and, and you talk to them. The first thing they do is the one that I went to anyway, was they sat you down, they took your measurements and then they plug you into this thing and it tells you how many calories you should have and what you should eat of each, you know, micromacronutrients yeah. or whatever and all that stuff. And then you just follow this. And that's what you do. Mm -hmm. And you're going to do this for the yeah. rest of your life. And like you said, it's, you start getting to the point where you get tired of things and you, you want to have, yeah. you want to have those 10 gummy bears, right? You want to have, it was funny when I was listening to that because my <laughs> wife is a, a sugar person. Like she's got to have a little candy yeah. here and there. And I never was. And so then, you know, obviously we've been married 22 years and we're sitting here and it's like, she does that. I do that. We, you know, we kind of feed off of each other. And if you cut those things out completely, you're going to overindulge. There's, there's no doubt Absolutely. about it. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, I've, you know, so often the typical approaches and 
the approaches that are get the most attention within the fitness and diet industries are approaches that for almost 100% of the time set people up for failure, set people up to wind up in a place where they're discouraged and they're like, of course, I'm here again because this happens every time and they're just following this kind of feel like predetermined script, right? Yeah. And it's because nothing nothing's personal. And, and anytime we restrict, man, as soon as we've set something off limits, that thing's attractiveness like goes Gets through high, the roof, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And I mean, to me, it's like, I don't know, I don't know where this idea came from, but the idea that we're going to live the rest of our lives and not enjoy things that we enjoy, like this is ridiculous to me, <laughs> you yeah. know? I, I, you know, I never tell clients, you can't eat this. I never put anything off limits because I don't think that's how we go about doing things. I think a better approach is, so if, if there are foods that tend to be problematic, that you have a hard time stopping eating or you eat way past satisfaction into places of, um, you know, like just being overly full or that you, you use solely for like to handle emotions, like emotional stress eating all the time then maybe figuring out why that's happening is the, is the thing to approach versus just saying, don't eat it. You know, cause we can say, okay, don't eat after 8 PM. Well, I mean, in a way that's a fix, but that's kind of like a bandaid on a real big wound, right? Like right. there's, there's something underneath that. There's a reason that we're, we're eating past places of comfort or that we're eating mindlessly or that we have a hard time stopping eating certain foods. And if we can begin to address those reasons, well, then we don't need these rules because we're, we're figuring that out in kind of like these deep ways, right? Like I like to say, you know, typical approaches towards being healthier kind of outsources our success, right? Like keto is going to help me be successful. This class is going to help me be successful, whatever. And we put all of our um, hopes in this approach versus I think it's a lot uh, more worthwhile. It's harder work for sure, uh, but to make success an inside job. You know, um, how do I connect with my reasons why and what's important to me and the places I want to be in deep ways that I'm manufacturing my own motivation, you know, that I've got these things I'm connected with that make me want to lean into deeper places of self-care versus jumping from thing to thing to thing, hoping that just this approach is what's going to get me there, you know. Yeah. And it's amazing. There's like you, one of your current episodes, you were talking about fad diets and there's so many of those out there that just, that's what it's, it just made a lot of stuff that you, you guys had said in the last episodes that I've listened to. It's just great because you're talking about, it just clicks. It's like, you can't sustain that you're doing this because, Hey, I need to lose 40 pounds. We're not getting to the bigger, you know, the deeper problem with that of why do you need to lose that? What are the reasons why? And you talk a lot about like body image and what the media portrays as, or people in general just portray as a healthy body type. Is right. that, that's just something that people struggle with. Um, go ahead. Were you gonna say I was something? just going to say, it's, yeah, it's just, or even the question, do you need to lose 40 pounds? Right. You know, and I, and I think there is a, there's a huge assumption well, not an assumption. There, I think it's I think it's really good marketing, <laughs> yeah, right. Mar- really good marketing in a really gross way, right? It's good in a very successful kind of way, but I think it's predatory and abusive, and I, I honestly believe it's that way. But it's this idea that if we're going to get healthier, then we automatically assume part of that is going to be losing weight, right? right? Without any kind of other information, without any kind of data that indicates well, you might actually be healthier if you lost some weight. It's just, well, being healthier means being smaller. 
And um, I just, I think that's often not the case. You know, I mean, you could, you might have a range of 20 to 30 pounds that doesn't impact your health at all. Right. You may, may want to be leaner because we're told we're supposed to be right. Like, it's like one of our big objectives as people is to get smaller in life. Right. Like, yeah. Like if, we never get the six pack, then, well, what are you doing, man? You're squandering your life, you know? But um, I, I do think it is, like you said, I, you know, I, I really am big on that, that body image and your relationship with your body and your relationship with your food, because I think a lot of times we're, we're chasing unnecessary things and we're, we're reinforcing these false beliefs about our worth and value and our ability to accomplish things based on something that is, um, a lot of times meaningless, you know, um, it's just sort of this thing that we've been told we're supposed to do. And so we feel like we're supposed to do it and it may not have any bearing on our health at all. Yeah. So take us through like what you would do differently with your clients that, you know, I kind of gave you the scenario of the trainer that I had. What do you do a little bit different? Like with your, from like, I guess you would call it like intake, the original, like the initial talk with them and then setting up their plan and all that stuff. How do you go about that? So, you know, my initial intake with someone is really just a, it's a long conversation, you know, usually between 45 minutes to an hour. And it's just, I always tell uh, new clients, like, this is going to be like an interview, just a lot of questions, and I'm going to be taking notes, right? And I like to get a sense of, one, what's important to them, like, why have they come to me? Um, you know, what are the things they're wanting to accomplish? Um, but then also, like, you know, what are, what are your days look like? What do your routines look like? What are, what have past attempts at getting healthier looked like? And just try to get a bunch of information so that I have a really good sense of, of really where we are. You know, um, I never ask anyone about their weight because I don't care, <laughs> right? right? Like that's not, that's not an important thing to me. Now, if it, if it impacts their health, then yes. But just in general, like I don't care what you weigh. Um, because I think focusing on that is, is kind of putting the cart before the horse, right? Like that's an outcome. If we need to lose weight, then we need to focus on behaviors and let's focus on behaviors for the sake of behaviors because they're inherently have value. Right. But so it's just a, uh, it's just a long conversation where I'm trying to get a sense of where they really are and not just where they, um, where they think they are with their health or where they think they need to go, but maybe begin to cue into what are, what are some deeper reasons why this might be important to you? What are some other things besides getting smaller that, um, that we can really begin to focus on. And then from there, you know, I, I am, I'm like I've said, you know, earlier, I'm really big on sustainability. To me, it's like, if we can't do this forever, at least in some consistent ways, then what are we doing this for? So my big thing is let's, let's establish some, some really doable goals, a couple of them, you know, not 17, right? Like we're not going to, you know, only eat fruits and vegetables and lean meat and avoid all processed stuff and sleep eight hours and drink 120 hours. So, yeah, I'm just like all the stuff that everybody tries to do at once. Yep. It's like a lot of times it's, hey, let's, let's make a schedule for your workouts. Maybe that's twice a week to start, right, for 30 minutes or 10 minutes, like whatever it is, what feels doable. And maybe it's, you know, let's try to get a fruit and a vegetable every day. And let's start there. And then as these become more consistent and they're not so top of mind, they just kind of become ingrained in what we do, then let's build on them. And then when those become more habitual, let's build on that, you know? And I think what happens is we wind up in the same place that people try to start and maintain, but we wind, we wind up there, um, 
having these things just kind of built into our routines and our habits and, and that kind of stuff. And it's just a lot easier way to be successful long term. Yeah, it sounds a lot like James Clear's habit stacking. Like you just start adding a little bit here and there and just keep going and adding a little more. So, yep. and that 100%. sounds like, yeah, a perfect way to sustain it by continuing to just add a little bit, add a little bit, but stay consistent in the yeah. previous previous goals. Yep. And my big thing, honestly, is err on the side of caution because I would rather have set goals a little bit too easy and have people feel like they're crushing it versus a little bit too hard and feel like, ah, I'm failing right out the gate. You know, um, because even if you have to pull things back, you know, and you wind up where you would be from the other direction, like it, the, you wind up in a very different mental state. If you have to step things up, that's like, yeah, I'm crushing it. Let's go. If you have to pull things back, uh, that's just that's a rough place to start right from the beginning. And I think that's what happens with most of us. Right. We take on all these huge lifestyle changes and a week or two or a month or two later, we're like, oh, I can't do all this stuff. And right. so I must, I must be doing it wrong because I can't maintain all the things I'm supposed to be doing when it's like, no, you're, you're really just a person and life happens. And we only have so much, you know, resources. We only have so much time and energy and attention that we can give stuff to. And then we add all these things into an already full life. Well, what do we think is going to happen? We can't because give <laughs> all that, yeah. all that stuff attention. Cause we just don't have it. Yeah. And it's crazy because most of the time what happens is you, you restrict everything that you're doing. And the next thing you know, you take that one, you're like two months, you know, you're, you're banging it out. You've lost 20 pounds or whatever, but you get to that point where, oh, the scale didn't move today. Well, screw right. it. I'm going to go try something else. And then you just blow up because you just continue to, you're like, ah, well, a little bit won't hurt me. Exactly. And I didn't do this. And the next yep. thing you know, you're just back on that slippery slope again. Yep. It's kind of that all or none thinking, you know, and I think that's, that's probably the most common, um, like problematic mindset that I see is that all or none thinking. Either I'm doing everything or I'm doing nothing. It's like there's these are the only two options. And I think part of my job as a coach is helping people understand there is so much space in between those two options that we can exist. <laughs> yeah. And and to move like a continuum up and down that line is really okay. You know, I mean. If you start out and life's good and, you know, you're able to exercise four or five hours a week and you're doing meal prep and that kind of stuff, great. But then what happens when, you know, a parent gets sick, is in the hospital or someone loses a job or, you know, whatever, like stressful things happen. Well, then it's like we often feel like we have to continue to be performing at this certain level and doing a certain number of things that we've been doing, Right. And if I can't do them all, then what's the point? And it's like, man, you can pull back. Like you can scale things back a little bit to a manageable place and still be doing something, which is a whole lot more than doing nothing. And then we're continuing to flex and kind of strengthen these muscles of, of being mindful about what we're doing and doing things where we can and offering ourselves grace and forgiveness you know, for, for not being able to do what we think we should be doing. And then when things calm down, it's a lot easier to step stuff up back to a previous level than starting from scratch. Yeah. And, you know, so that's, I think that's one of the, the main things I try to help instill in clients is this ability, like it's not on or off, right? It's not like we're doing it or we're not. It's yeah. let's always be doing it, but let's give ourselves the ability to bend and flex things to make it match life as it changes because it's going to change. And if we can't adapt to life's changes, then we're not going to do this sustainably ever because life is going to change a bunch of times. Right. And that's just the way it is. 
Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's, it's, there's no, like we've been talking about, there's no cookie cutter, you know, way of doing it. And everyone's body is different. We're all, I just, it's so, it's so great. I just love, can you talk a little bit about your podcast? Because I love what you guys talk about. I love how it's just open. It's, it's one of those things where, I don't know. It's just kind of refreshing to hear that take on it because you either have one way or the cool. other, right? And it's it's neat, right. and I think that it's I think it's a great help for people who do struggle with their health, and it's a lot of eye opening information. Cool. I'm glad to hear that, man. Um, yeah, the podcast is called Middleish, um, and our kind of our tagline is a, a podcast about moderation in all things. And um, I co-host that with Erin uh, Green. She's a registered dietitian up there in Boise. She and I have known each other. For for what 12 years i think and kind of off and on through the years she she became a dietitian right around the same time that i first became a trainer and we met around that time Um, her husband actually did my wife and i's uh wedding pictures so that's how we met and we just kind of stayed in contact um over the years we talked about doing something and then as things were uh kind of closing down in the pandemic like everyone were like hey we start a podcast right (laughs) Which was funny because it was hard to find like microphones and ring lights and stuff because everybody was starting a podcast. Right. <laughs> like something to do. But, um, you know, we, we've shared really similar philosophies through our careers doing this of just, um, you know, extreme and intense is usually not the way to go about this. And so we just felt like it was our, this message that we shared was an important one to put out there. And so um, I think June of uh 2020 we started it a little over a year ago and our our whole approach and kind of uh, what we're wanting to accomplish is just honestly helping people find freedom from like these really restrictive rigid approaches to being healthy and it's just funny because if we look at it like like typical approaches are they're really restrictive man like they a lot of rules a lot of shoulds and shouldn'ts a lot of do's and don'ts but yet that's the approach we're taking to take better care of ourselves. Right. It's like those, those two things don't line up when we look at them, you know, and we, when we think about it in that way. And so just trying to help people find freedom from, from a lot of that restriction and, and help people understand like, listen, there's, it's not just all or none, right? Those aren't only two options. The, the answer is probably somewhere in the middle, that middle-ish, Right. And what that means for you is different from the person sitting next to you, it's different from your spouse and your brother and your you know, friends, whatever. It's, it's all incredibly individual and has to be tailored to the individual because like, that's what we are, you right. know? And so, um, you know, we just try to present a lot of, of information in unbiased ways. Um, you know, we just, we try to look at the science behind some things um, and, and what does the science say? And then just what is our experience of working with people for, you know, over 12 years each? Um, what have we found to be beneficial? What are the things that are traditional approaches that people latch onto that wind up being really harmful, you know, that wind up uh, setting us back in ways that we don't realize are setting us back? And so that's kind of the thrust of Middle-ish is just um, looking at, you know, trying to step out of that. Either I'm doing everything or I'm doing nothing and looking at where is, where's the approach that's best for you personally. Right. And it's cool because it is, it's like you said, she's a dietitian, you're a trainer, nutrition guy, and you guys can talk and just kind of talk about both different aspects of that whole situation. And it's, it's very insightful. So I'm glad you're doing it. And I hope that, uh, 
I hope that that get, keeps going. It's awesome. Like I've got yeah. it. I, I just subscribed to it. I'd been listening to it back and forth, oh, but nice. then it's just like, I'm going to subscribe now cause I'm going to listen to it every week. So keep cool. putting them it's out. It's fun. It's, it's super like the, the, the amount of unscriptedness. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just like, we at best we've got a few bullet points it's like let's go let's yeah. just keep it real just like this right like let's yep. just have a conversation now where it goes it goes and i think that's i mean there's some podcasts i like that you can tell are very like formatted and that kind of stuff but um and i think if it's just informational that's fine but when it's when it's something like this like to me that conversational aspect is so much more attractive and i think it um it's such a better way to convey concepts and that kind of stuff to just be open and honest and just like hey here's where we're going you, you know let's just figure it out as we go and have a conversation yeah. so i like this yeah it's fun <laughs> i enjoy yeah, it too it's it's sure. it's funny because it's more for it's more for me to just have a conversation with people you know and just kind of help other people see what what that looks like so absolutely yeah Hey, so it's been great having you on. I appreciate you taking the time. If someone wants to do a little training with you or follow you, I've got your Instagram handle. It's been scrolling across the bottom the whole time, but uh, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Because you do online training and you've done that for a long time, correct? Yeah, and that's uh, the bulk of what I do is online training. I, I train a few people here in this little studio in my house, um, but most of my training's online, yeah online training, nutritional coaching. So Instagram is a great way to get a hold of me. Um, you know, if you want to kind of check out more about uh, how I do things and my message, that's a great place to kind of scope that out. And you can send me a message there. You can um, check out my website, which honestly doesn't get updated too often, michaelgrayfitness.com, or you can just shoot me an email, michaelgrayfitness at gmail.com. Any of well, those are great. Well, great. I think, I like I said, I appreciate you being on here. We do have one question that we ask every single person that comes on here because the show is called Shaping Success. And really what it is, is it's about showing other people how to be successful in whatever field they're in or whatever they desire to be in that. It's not the end all when you're not there. So my question to you, this is the last one. Um, it is, how do you shape your success? What do you consider success in your eyes? Uh. So, okay. So how do I shape success and what do I consider success? I, let's see, I consider success. Um, for me, I feel like my life is successful when I'm, I'm stretched in healthy ways. Like I have a healthy amount of stress, right. That like is, is pushing me forward. It's keeping me sharp. Um, is it letting me get complacent and I'm, I'm able to do and afford the things that I want to do. Not, you know, not insane things, but spend time with my family, right? Like carve out space to, to create memories with my kids and my wife and that kind of stuff. And just to have a handful of people that, um, that I can be just really authentic with, you know, um, that's how I, that's how I measure success. Um, how I shape it. I think for me over the last, you know, almost 13 years of doing this, I think the biggest thing has been to be like water, right? I think that's a Bruce Lee quote, something like be like water, where it's not getting fixed into a specific uh, role or mindset or whatever. Because honestly, if I look at the trainer I was 10, 11 years ago, I like guess nothing at all the same, right? Like I've adapted yeah. and grown. and I've thrown a bunch of things away. There's a lot of things I've left behind. Like, man, I wish I'd never done this with clients. But you grow and you learn. And so I think as you grow and you learn and you have these experiences, you apply them. 
And then you, you live from those places because I think that's how, I mean, whether it's a coach or just a father or a husband or a friend or whatever, that's how we level up, right? I think that's how we become more successful and more able to do the things we're wanting to do in deeper and, and more efficient ways is by applying those experiences, applying that knowledge and not being afraid of growth, even though it can be pretty scary sometimes. Yeah. Even though sometimes it means, you know, leaving your business behind and move out, moving 2,000 miles across the country, <laughs> starting from scratch. So, <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I think that that's, you know, it's like we talked about, that's one of those risks that sometimes you just got to take. You just have to be, yep. you, you just have to pack up your stuff and roll out and, and do what you think is yeah. right. So just being open to life, you know, like, hey, what's it got for me? Yeah. You know, not trying to control it so much, but just being open to where it takes you. Yeah. Well, I really, I really enjoy connecting with you again and, and having this conversation. Yeah, so, so thanks, man. I appreciate it. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, thanks for doing it. You betcha. All right, thanks, everyone. Wes. Yep. All right, everyone. Well, that is the end of the show. Great conversation with Michael Gray. Like you said, check him out. You can go find him at Michael Gray Fitness on Instagram if you need some training or anything like that. Until next time, I challenge you to find the shape of your success. 